Well, first things first, Floor, how are you? Good, thanks. Very Healthy. good to see you again. <laughs> Likewise, we were just wondering how many years and how many interviews it's been. Yeah, it's been it's quite be some. Back. Yeah, quite quite the amount. Um, so I want to start with something actually that we discussed kind of last time I mm -hmm. spoke to you, which was uh, you were about to embark on your solo tour. Yeah. And then you mentioned that it felt kind of scary still that that both from a being the sole person kind of having your name on the, the whole project mm -hmm. and also kind of figuring out how what you wanted to do and how to do it live so yeah. now that you've had that at least uh, some years of experience doing yeah. that what have you found what are you still scared about going on stage by yourself <laughs> it's still exciting because it's still it's still new and I'm, i'm sure that if we would not have had a pandemic uh, i would have continued and there would be some form of routine and Uh, but at the same time, it's impossible to think of how things would have been without because sure. that really gave me the time to um, continue writing and, and doing things more. Because, um, yeah, I have a solo career, but I didn't have any solo songs, as in my own material, more than what I have been writing in several bands uh, and playing throughout the years. So my first solo shows were sort of an, an introduction into my world as it has been. And now I'm making this crossover to how it is going to be. And so how is the sound of Florianza when it's solo? That is something that I've been able to develop. But yeah, we did a show last weekend and I could really feel like there's no <laughs> routines there because um, I have never done a festival solo like this. That's for one. Um, you don't have a sound check or any you know, way to really get into it. It's like out of out of a pandemic, out sure. of my own, you know, sofa at home, back on stage like that. It was really, yeah, and that is quite scary. <laughs> <laughs> and what you just mentioned is very interesting because obviously you've, you've, you've made quite some music in your time and uh, in all kinds of uh, formats and bands and versions. Mm -hmm. and that question of, of who is Floor Janssen musically, have you found an mm -hmm. answer to that? I'm getting there, yeah. It's an interesting path because, funny enough, when I started, I realized, okay, now I've been doing metal for 20 years. I have this possibility to do something solo on the side, and I think it's really interesting. I would love to write again. Um, but, yeah, I have been doing metal, and I have been writing uh, metal and, and rock, but um, pop music is a different ballgame. Mm -hmm. And I'm, I'm still in the process of finding out what that actually means and what that means in combination with my voice. And um, yeah, that's, that's, it's an interesting journey. Uh, and I'm fully in it. Uh, I'm super happy with Fire being the first release because it is definitely a pop song, as in it's a non-metal, non-rock song. There is, there is a hint of my, my past in there. Uh, it's a dramatic, like quite cinematic song. Um, I can use my voice to the fullest, and that for that song it really felt like yeah. But this is a floor song, mm -hmm. so. But from there, with my voice and with with what I like musically, the world is basically open. So I like to kind of color towards different styles within pop and keep, you know, learning more about pop music um, and how that would you know melt together with me as a person. Did you? Because obviously you listen to metal and everything as you were growing up. Was yeah. there a big pop influence as well? Not really, no, actually, no. I've never really... More rock than if, if anything, but I, I never really listened much pop, pop. Like, yeah, so that is... And that being said, I mean, I, I, can, I can really enjoy good pop songs. Sure. Uh, but now I listen to it way more from, like, a songwriting point of view. Mm. Like, yeah, what, 
what are the moves made here and what are the chord progressions and what do they do to go from a verse to a chorus and okay the song is two minutes something or three yeah that's quite new you know <laughs> why not five <laughs> yeah. well it's interesting that you mentioned that because i remember seeing a clip of you where you talked about kind of what made Tuam was such a genius songwriter. And yeah. you, you kind of alluded to him being very intuitive. He doesn't think about structure and everything. Uh, yeah. anything. But, so what, what has been kind of your development or approach to songwriting? And how do you see mm-hmm. that evolution in the past two years in yourself? Um, I guess f- from that angle of it, less is more. Mm-hmm. And that, that leaves a huge pressure on it in the sense that you, I still want to tell a certain story within the lyrics. Um, I want my voice to come to a point where where I sound like me. Mm. Um, you know, it doesn't have to be high, but there is a certain power in there that is so distinguishing me as floor and that also makes me different from other singers that I'd like to get it in there. I need a form of drama mm. uh, without it always becoming, you know, too heavy. But it's it's a constant balancing. But yeah, less less is often more and... Uh, to make it so compact, that's it's a it's a really fun challenge. Let's take fire as an example then, because what was the starting point? Did, uh, what kind of yeah was it, was it a little phrase? Was it a kind of a sentiment that you wanted to get across? What was what was the origin of that song? It's a good question, um, and I can't really answer it because before fire, um, I started working with Gordon Coldheader. I called him. We worked together on the last After Forever album thirteen years ago, and I told him. <laughs> I am writing music that is not metal, that's not rock. I want to do my own solo stuff. And and what I've been doing thus far f- feels like a good first step, but it isn't really there yet. And uh, so we've been talking, catching up those last 13 years. And after that conversation, he came back to me a week later like, yeah, it's been, it's been in my head that there was this song that I wrote with and for somebody else that actually could maybe fit you. I want to send it to you just as a reference. What do you think? And that song for me felt like, yeah so we started working on that for me and when i sang it felt like yeah but this is this sounds exactly like me even when i did write it (laughs) i could feel the lyrics i could tell the story vocally it was really challenging super cool song and from there we kind of started thinking in other songs and started writing and i think that we had in the back of our minds when when fire came and as we progressed throughout the first ideas um musically text ideas already start to fall into place. Sometimes you just have a word that fits. Um, and then, of course, yeah, being inspired by the shit we were in and the desire to get out, you know, the, the subject came there. And so fire became this metaphor for, you know, coming back to life, back into our uh, our world outside of our little houses and sofas. Sure. Yeah. Kind of reigniting the flame. That's, what, that's kind yeah. of how, how I pictured it. And, and what I find Maybe. interesting with that is as well, because... You, Obviously, you've you've made a name for yourself in After Forever, Revamp, uh, Nightwish. Um, but but in the past couple of years, you've also been focusing more on yourself, kind of establishing who Floor Janssen is as an yeah. artist and then I suppose as a, as a person as well through YouTube and, and kind yeah. of showing a bit of yourself. True. So is that something you... Well, let me phrase it differently. Why was that important for you to do, to kind of uh, put a little bit more of yourself out there? I guess um, as soon as Best Zangers uh, came on the Dutch television and and sort of kickstarted this so- solo track for me, 
I, I realized that it was fun for me to 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 communicate with the outside world through that. Mm. And the pandemic locked me right back up. Mm. So now I'm out in the world and doing these solo shows mm-hmm. until, yeah, that wasn't possible anymore. And it wasn't so that I could all of a sudden, you know, present uh, my own solo songs yet. But it was fun to work with music. And, and what I did with Best Desire is take, take somebody else's song and make it in my own style. That was fun. Why not continue with that? Um, I started to understand a little bit more about the power of YouTube and other social media forums. I've been, um, yeah, learning a lot through th- through the years for that. Like, this is at least as a way to stay in touch. It's still inside your phone or on your t- your your screen. It's it's not the real thing, but it's better than nothing. And I, I had fun making it. Um, and yeah, from there we started really experimenting a little bit. Like, yeah, what can you? What kind of content is interesting for people without mm-hmm. giving everything of myself away? I'm still the artist. I'm not your girl next door. How do we uh, find a balance? And uh, yeah, from there we we found something that I personally really enjoy doing, and I really felt like now I'm connecting with fans on a whole different level, uh, mm. really enjoyable. And I'm super happy that from there, even Floor World came where, where sure. people are into my like your fan club community. It's it's such a shared thing. It's not just something that I do for people. It's it's something that became, yeah, a world of its own. It has a, has a, it's a community of its own where, where I am and I'm not. And, and I, I really enjoy that. Something else. Yeah, do, do you learn from those interactions? Yeah, of course, because... I cannot make music, for instance. I cannot wear anything. I cannot be anyone else than myself. I can only go from what I want to write, how I want to look, how I want to be. Nobody can tell me how to do that because then I would lose, you know, I'm a genuine person. But of course, I want to hear what people think. And um, social media can be extremely harsh. If it's just one-liners in comments here and there, that is not a reflection of the real world. That is why I kept myself away from it because it's that's not real. I'd rather meet people. And if you don't like my jacket, by all means, tell me so. But most people in real life wouldn't really write it like that. You know, you, you can write sure. it. I hate your jacket. It's always really strong. When it's not nice, then it's oh my god. But in a real, yeah, God, and and and. Okay, you can have an opinion. You don't have to like me. You don't have to like sure. the way I sing, what I wear. It's all good. But in a, in a real conversation, meeting actual people, there is a whole different energy. In this in this world that we have, especially for our world, but, but more on social media as I experience nowadays, there's much more balance in it. People are mostly just very happy getting something. Everybody likes to be entertained, as in take sure. me out of my little bubble, because we all have those little bubbles we need to get out of. And if I can provide that for other people, despite being in my own little bubble, perfect. Then we have something in common. And, and, and I love to hear what you think in a balanced way. And that, yeah, becomes more of a community kind of world than social media, <laughs> as I've never experienced the social before. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, you mentioned something interesting as well. You mentioned kind of the, the creative aspect. And now... I don't know the dynamics of Nightwish, but Tuomas is kind of the, the creative uh, oh, yeah, the engine behind it. Absolutely, yeah. So is it, and then obviously he, he did Audi and Troy has his own things, and then everybody kind of does their own thing, and, yeah. and now you as well. And, and yeah. So it's, but for you as well, because you were very prominent uh, in terms of songwriting and revamp and all, all that mm-hmm. kind of thing, is that a 
important for you to have your own kind of creative expression as well? Yeah, yeah, it really resurfaced. Hmm. Um, I mean, uh, and I've said that for many years, uh, that is still the same thing with a Nightwish, to work next to somebody of a talent as hmm. Thomas. I never felt like I have something to add. And there's, that, is, that is not fake modest or uh, insecurity, but it's just a fact. He knows what he wants and he does it in such an amazing way. I have nothing to add there. But I do like to be creative. Sure. So it, it comes out in different ways in Nightwish. And I've always felt like I have the space to do that and be me. And, you know, be, yeah, t- take my place within the, within, within the songs and within, within how we look like and display ourselves as myself as, as, and, and, and use my creative energy there. But to do something completely new, that was something I've, I must admit did fear a little bit because working next to somebody of that level like what do I really have to add into the world of songwriting there's so many great songs so I soon very soon realized I cannot do that by myself and I have to find the right person to work with and in the right combination I actually do have something to add so I'm sort of reinventing myself there getting a new boost and learning more and more as I also said about pop music in general but also songwriting uh, where I vocally kept growing and I think I've been you know learning more things vocally and I've always been like a super vocal nerd that's that's my thing but songwriting never really evolved with that and so um, that's an interesting path to follow now and to work with, well, like I said, uh, it's all about the, the right co- cooperations and to find my, my um, yeah, that, that outlet there creatively. And is the aim then uh, to release a record anytime soon or is it kind of see- first trying some things out with singles and kind of seeing where you land? Is real music dying? What even is real music and who are we to judge that? Well, my father is a lifelong musician and together we've been making music for over a decade. In our new podcast, we dare to ask the urgent, the weird and the deep questions. And we have a lot of wild stories to tell. No matter what genres you enjoy, whether you're a musician, a producer or a listener, we invite you to discover unconventional perspectives on music. So tune in and go follow Mad Makings of Music wherever you listen to podcasts. No, uh, the, like the tryout versions of like what I would like to do that that I've, I've been doing. Okay. So before releasing the first, I really I know what I want, and, I, and there are a lot of more songs ready. Um, there's not an album ready, but also because it would make no sense to have one. Um, once again, due to the pandem- pandemic, sure. there is an entire Nightwish World Tour still not uh, done and still yet to be done, as it looks like that we actually are going to do that now. Uh, so before that, I, I cannot uh, say, okay, I come with a solo right. album, because then you also would like to do some more shows and do the right promotion and all of that. So there's no time for that, which is a luxury problem on itself. Uh, but it's it's fun. And that's also, once again, a bit different with this pop music thing. You can release singles. Sure. Uh, it's not an album-based uh, world, uh, completely different. So I'm, I'm kind of finding out as, um, yeah, so it's not really a tryout fire. This is really, it's a statement. It's the kickoff of everything. And from there, I'll keep releasing singles. Uh, and the aim is to release the album in 23, if okay. everybody can, if, if the pandemic <laughs> is officially over, we can still play everything as we planned. Um, we're still, you know... Um, 
depended on that, but the ambition is there and, and everything is, you know, geared up to, to do that. So. But you mentioned something uh, very interesting as well, that the whole Nightwish kind of vehicle has been pushed forward for a couple of years. Yeah. So, but I, I can imagine that Thomas continues writing all the time. I don't know if that's true, but he seems he like did, a person actually, who does. Yeah. Which is awesome because that, that is that creative mind, that spirit that says, yeah, okay, I'm at home now. And, and all of a sudden, out of the, the rhythm of the band that we've been having, I guess, from the get-go, you know, um, yeah, it's super weird to go into a whole album when you haven't actually toured with, <laughs> right. with the other one. So I think I can imagine in his head, he is already with that new album. So it's, it's really weird to go back into human nature and everything of two years ago. But uh, as soon as we kick off, I'm sure we're there. But it's it's yeah, um, creatively he 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 the creativity kept flowing within him, and which is just wonderful to see. But has he shared any of that with the band yet, or is that kind of let's let's first tour uh, human nature and then see where we get with the rest of the material? But there is something to be shared with us okay. pretty soon. Yeah, okay. yeah. That's so good. there's something to look forward to, and it will be totally weird. But um, <laughs> if, if talking about luxury programs, yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. Well, one question, because you speak uh, with such lovely words about Thomas. Is there maybe one song that sticks out for you that, that you were really impressed by, or even just a little melody that, uh, that he composed or anything? Oh, <laughs> there are so many things, the diversity of it, um, how you can applause the, the complexity, but it is, it's, it's, it needs a mastermind to, to figure it out, you know? It took me so long to learn. He wrote that, it came from his head. He puzzled it together. Um, but yeah, beautiful words. Um, you know, a song like How's the Heart in a time where everybody's always me, me, and everybody's ego, and to, to, write, to dedicate a whole song, just empathy, take a moment to ask somebody, how are you? To give a shit, yeah, I think that's that's a beautiful thing to do. And um, if you come with melodies like the the, for instance, the verses of music and and, and Shoemaker, it's yeah, those are amazing melodies. And it was up to me to make it sound easy, but trust me, to sing it, it's unbelievably <laughs> complicated. Uh, yeah, it's a, it's a wonderful challenge and long notes and, and long uh, high things. I mean, for me, vocally, there's there's nothing but challenges. But yeah, I can't really pinpoint one more than I've already done. But it's it's just uh, it's yeah, amazing. But <laughs> for yourself and as a vocalist, and, and I have no idea about kind of the technicalities of uh, singing. And then I'm not a vocal coach or anything on YouTube. Um, but for you, you mentioned kind of uh, kind of developing more skills through kind of pop uh, music, and then, mm -hmm. then last time we spoke about Thomas challenging you uh, with mm -hmm. each album. So, yeah, yeah. how do you see your own vocal development then? Because to the outside world, you seem like this really impressive, complete singer. Thank you for that compliment. But I think um, it, it's more nowadays, more in in, in details and small things. Um, we, we all know I can do these big notes, but for me, sometimes it's actually quite hard to make it sound open and strong without actually opening all the way. It's somewhere halfway for me is harder. And there, there, there comes that poppy sound that I have not really mastered so much because it, you don't, you barely use it. Uh, Amaranth was always a challenge for me just because of that, uh, that hits notes quite high 
and they are not supposed to really jump out yet. Um, How's the Heart actually also, uh, the song has such a build-up that I don't want to give everything away in the first chorus, so it has to stay somewhere there. That I've always found a huge challenge, and within pop you really have to build it like that, yeah. else it becomes too screamy. And um, even if within fire, I can only let that out in the end. Before <laughs> that, it's finding that balance, and that is, is one of the current... Um, Struggles is a big word, but definitely something I'm, I'm really focusing on and trying to fine-tune and uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, something like that. Is, is there anything you can, without giving away too much, anything you can reveal about this, uh, the upcoming songs or, or kind of in, in what line they are? Are they very similar to Fire or are, are they all very diverse? It, there will be diversity, yeah. And I know I've said it, you know, it's it's not metal, it's not pop, it sounds like floor. I think that is the red thread, the the, the line between all those songs. Um, but I like to, to stay, uh, to keep it some variety, definitely, yeah. Sure. <laughs> then finally, there's, there's a couple of things. Uh, you're doing the German version of... Uh, Beste Zangers. Yeah. I, I can't remember what it's called in German. Sing meinen Song. Sing meinen Song. Yeah. Um, what, 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 what were your or are your expectations uh, doing this show and then in the German format and kind of exploring that uh, audience as well? Well, um, I, I'm not sure what to expect, I have to say. Uh, um, you know, with Beste Zangers, the Netherlands was was a completely uncharted territory for me with, with a TV production of that magnitude. Uh, I did not expect anything from that. And then, well, the rest is history. Sure. A lot of things did happen and it changed a lot of things for me. So when, when Sing Mine and Song uh, asked me, I first and foremost was like, how, how does a German TV uh, production of this magnitude land on a Dutch singer that lives in Sweden and sings for a Finnish band? <laughs> Uh, they want to have metal. How cool is that? So that, yeah, the same kind of thing started to burn within me. Like, yeah, you know, German uh, metal uh, scene, the German metal scene is much bigger than the Dutch one. Sure. But on, on TV more, and also there are commercial circles, it's it's not that common. Mm. So yeah, what a, ch- what a chance once again to, to show that and, to, and tell more about Nightwish. But at the same time, I've already started this solo uh, side, so it's going to be a little bit of both. Find my way in there, and um, and hopefully this will land well with the with the German audience. But it it, it also brought this huge challenge for me to get it right in German, because um, well, I have to really applaud the language. I think it's a beautiful language, and I actually thought I spoke it better than I did. So yeah. when they asked me, "Do you have time? Would you like to be part of it?" and "How's your German?" I said, "Yeah, of course. Yeah, my German uh, will uh, will be fine." And I started, and my German was not fine. <laughs> and their songs, beautiful, but complex, beautiful lyrics that I really want to nail. You don't yeah. want to get it sort of right, have this massive Dutch accent all the time. Um, yeah, screw up the words, uh, think about it too much. You really have to get it so much into your head that you can really, really tell the story, despite the language. So, yeah, that was definitely a challenge. And also to have conversations on a sort of grown-up level that I don't end up sitting on that couch and saying, uh, yeah, ich, 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 and uh, only that, and can we please do English? So that was a huge challenge to actually, you know, express myself as, a, as an adult, as I can do in English and other languages. So, whew, 
everything really came together when we recorded. I, I was in amazing company, fantastic singers, songwriters, real artists that uh, really um, blew my mind in how great they are. And I think in that nice environment, I really came you know, I came out and I, I, I came out good. I, I felt good in that. I think, um, yeah, we made something really special. And I really hope that both the German and uh, Austrian and Swiss audience will enjoy it. And and so will the rest of the world for all of those who can understand German. <laughs> no, but the, the, this final thing is, uh, that's my, the, this will be my last question. But this yeah. final thing that you mentioned is interesting because... One thing I saw is that a lot of people from all over the world started watching the best designers online. So yes. even if they didn't understand the language, they yeah. were. So how, did you notice kind of starting this whole thing and then putting Nightwish more on the map with 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 a more mainstream audience? Mm -hmm. Have you noticed the shift in people who appreciate appreciate your music? Yes, yes, definitely, and that I think is beautiful because it's it's borderless. It's not it's not Dutch anymore. It's right. not Finnish anymore. It's it's a it's it's a worldwide thing. And apparently, it, we don't have to be boxed either as metal or not metal. And it, it became an appreciation for music. Uh, and and, and if, if that is something that also with Sing Mind and Song and everything I will do uh, besides Nightwish solo, if, that, if we can continue on that path, that, that is my biggest ambition with this. Because that is the beauty of it. Yeah. Sounds excellent. Flor, as always, thank you so much for taking the time to talk with me. Absolutely welcome. It was a pleasure again. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs>